Selfulness encourages us to strike a balance between nurturing ourselves and others. It emphasizes the importance of self-care as a means of replenishing our own energy so that we may be better to show up for others. Selfulness is a mindset that invites us to embrace our authentic selves. Welcome to the Really Personal Podcast, where there's no room for sugarcoating or beating around the bush. I'm your host, Mary Ann Addis. Things are about to get real, y'all. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Really Personal Podcast on this Marianne's Mindset episode. Now, let's get one thing straight. Self-fulfillness and selfishness are two peas from different pods. Selfishness is all about me, 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 and bulldozing over others. But selffulness, it's a whole different game. Picture this, taking care of your own needs and wants without forgetting about those around you. It's like finding the sweet spot between balance and harmony. Taking care of yourself is so essential for your well-being, and it doesn't mean you're neglecting others. In contrast, selfishness is like a party crasher who doesn't care about anybody else's vibe. It's all about being the top dog, never compromising, and taking advantage of others. So let's clear this air. Selffulness and selfishness might seem similar, but they are polar opposites. Today's episode is all about putting yourself first and how putting yourself first is not selfish, it is selfful. Putting yourself first is often viewed as a selfish act, but it can actually be a selfful act. When you prioritize your own needs, you are investing in yourself and your well-being. Now, this allows you to show up as the best version of yourself, which benefits not only you, but those around you. Self-care is a vital component of putting yourself first. We hear it all the time. Get your nails done, light a candle, journal, meditate. But when you take care of your physical, emotional, and mental health, you increase your overall happiness and reduce stress and anxiety. This in turn allows you to be more present and engaged in your relationships and work. Think of it as a brief timeout. Putting yourself first also means setting healthy boundaries. This is where others could perceive this act of setting boundaries as selfish. By saying no to things that do not align with your values or goals, you are honoring your own needs and priorities. This can be challenging, especially if you're used to putting others first, but it's an important step in cultivating self-respect and self-love. If others don't understand your boundaries, it doesn't make you selfish. That is the they problem. To truly embrace selfulness and prioritize our needs, it's essential to understand the distinction between selfulness and selfishness. While the two may seem similar on the surface, they carry vastly different intentions and outcomes. Let's start with selfishness. Selfishness is rooted in a mindset of taking without consideration for others often at the expense of their well-being. On the flip side, selffulness encompasses a deeper awareness and understanding of our own needs without neglecting or diminishing the needs of others. Selfishness thrives on a scarcity mindset. 
believing that there's only a limited amount of happiness and success to go around. Selfishness operates from a place of fear where one feels the need to grab and hoard whatever they can for themselves. In contrast, selfishness springs from a mindset of abundance, recognizing that our needs can be met without depriving others. It acknowledges that fulfilling our own desires can actually contribute to our ability to serve and support others. Now, when we prioritize selfishness, we align ourselves with a healthier sense of self. It allows us to establish boundaries and communicate our needs effectively without guilt or resentment. Easier said than done, right? But by acknowledging and embracing our own desires, we inadvertently create space for personal growth and happiness, ultimately benefiting those around us. If we can change the narrative that being selfish is an act of being selfful, then we are onto something. We're onto a personal growth, a personal development. It's important to note that selfishness does not give us license to disregard the needs and the well-being of others in our pursuit of personal fulfillment. It is not about being self-absorbed or disregarding social responsibilities. Instead, selfishness encourages us to strike a balance between nurturing ourselves and nurturing others. I'm going to say that again because this is so, so crucial and it needs to be embedded in our brains. Selfishness encourages us to strike a balance between nurturing ourselves and others. It's a balance. It emphasizes the importance of self-care as a means of replenishing our own energy so that we may be better to show up for others. Selfishness is a mindset that invites us to embrace our authentic selves, honoring our needs and desires while also fostering compassion and empathy for others. It is a delicate dance, really, between self-prioritization and consideration for the well-being of those around us. By understanding this distinction, we can embark on a journey of self-discovery that fosters personal growth, fulfillment, and harmonious relationships. People-pleasing comes into this. People-pleasing in itself is not a bad thing. To want to show love and kindness and do good things for others is not a bad thing on its own. It's when there's no balance between taking care of ourselves, neglecting ourselves. That's why it is so crucial to find a balance between taking care of ourselves first, knowing that the ultimate goal is that by taking care of ourselves first, we're able to provide aid and love and care and energy to other people. It's also important to note that selfishness does not give us a license to disregard the needs and well-beings of others in our pursuit of personal fulfillment. With this understanding of selfishness as a foundation, we can now explore practical ways to integrate it into our everyday lives. These practices will help us take concrete steps towards prioritizing our own needs while still remaining mindful of others. Again, it's a delicate dance that encompasses a balance of doing both things. It's almost like with cooking. If you put too much salt, the way to like balance it out is by adding more of a spice like pepper. So everything is so good in moderation. Everything that is in a balance, a well-formed balance is good. Learning how to take care of myself first has been an incredibly long journey. And I'm sure it has been for you as well. I used to think of people that would say no or set up boundaries as selfish. I really thought that. 
it took me a while to realize, you know what? They're on to something. They are doing something that in many ways I'm categorizing as selfish, but really I'm jealous and envious of it. You know, it's not selfish to love yourself, to take care of yourself, and to make your happiness a priority. It is absolutely necessary. I think this comes with wisdom, this comes with age, but I think it also comes with situations that come up in life that you realize that your worth is non-negotiable. Your happiness is non-negotiable. Your peace is non-negotiable. Your boundaries are non-negotiable. And when you start to covet that self, both words have the word self in it. Self-fullness, it's fullness, selfishness, a depletion of it. But once we understand or appreciate the self, knowing how valuable and wonderful we are and how all these things about us, our peace, our boundaries, our happiness is non-negotiable, then by setting boundaries, by putting ourselves first, it is completely an act of selffulness. In relationships especially, I would tend to lean towards being the selfless person. Oh, I'll do this for you. I'll make the sacrifices. But then it wasn't received. And I was wondering, what am I doing that is teaching other people to treat me in that way? I'm trying to be a model, but I think that we can also model in different ways by not just saying yes all the time and by doing everything or just dropping everything at a moment and just completely neglecting what we need to get done for ourselves in order to make someone else happy. Why can't we change the direction of that energy towards ourselves? And that's hard. The conclusion of this episode is not to say, oh, do these five things and boom, you're going to be very selfful and you're going to be able to put yourself first every time. It is not that way. And I think that oftentimes situations will challenge, will really challenge us to put ourselves first. You know, it may feel selfish at the start, but putting yourself first is an art that can bring you peace and contentment. And as you discover your true potential and fulfillment, you'll start to understand more why it's so important to put yourself first. With this understanding of selffulness as a foundation, we can now explore practical ways to integrate it into our everyday lives. These practices will help us take concrete steps towards prioritizing our own needs while still remaining mindful of others. First and foremost, setting boundaries is crucial in practicing selffulness. It means recognizing that it's okay to say no and understanding that our time and energy are valuable resources. This is so incredibly hard to do, especially in the workforce. When I receive an email or a phone call, an administrator or someone else saying, this needs to get done right now while I'm working on other things. You become frantic. You don't know what to do. You cannot even think of saying no to that. Or if your parents are like, no, you need to do this. You can't say no to that. You feel like you have an obligation. And I think that this is where mindfulness takes a big part, that you are able to communicate when to say no and how to say no. That's so important. You can't just flat out say, no, I'm not doing that. No, you cannot do this. It's the weekend. I'm not going to work on that project. That's not a very good representation of your work ethics. Instead, there's other ways to communicate in a very concrete, clear way without being condescending, rude, or disrespectful. 
it's good to take a moment and just go, okay, my boss has asked me to do this, although I have something else that he or she have given me. How can I communicate with him? Maybe you can say like, I would love to take on that new project. I'm currently working on this and that. Which one would you want me to prioritize? It's really simple, but I think it just takes some time to not just be so react. And I get it. I'm at fault at this. If I receive news or in a relationship, someone says something and it just pushes that button. Our normal reaction is to be angry, upset, stressed, and anxious. But what if we just count backwards, five, four, three, two, one, breathe in and out and just take our time in our response. And it's not a response to just end the conversation, but a true response that coincides with how much energy am I going to put into this? Where does my energy need to be dispersed? And I think asking those questions are so important. And that's how you create those boundaries, that you're setting a clear limit on what you can and cannot commit to. By doing this, we can avoid burnout. And it also ensures that we have enough energy to invest in ourselves and others. If the weekend is so coveted that you've been working like a dog throughout the whole week and the weekend is your reset time, then continue to let it be a reset time. And if your boss or someone else is adding so much stress saying that this needs to be done, you can assure them like, absolutely, it will get done. I will work on it first thing on Monday morning. You're being true to yourself because you know how desperately you need to have time to reset. And often I feel guilty sometimes saying no to things. Like for example, I have a long week ahead of me. It's performance week. I have something every single night. In fact, I have to get my nephew to come watch my dogs at night because I'm going from school straight to rehearsals. It's a long week. And so this past weekend, I said no to things because I just knew that if I don't take this time to recharge, take this time for myself, take care of things I want to take care of. I got a facial done. I got things done around the house, things that I knew would give me the momentum to just hit the ground running come Monday. And I don't feel bad that I said no to things. I didn't hurt anyone's feelings. The world did not end. I did not cause chaos. And I didn't have to go to a big explanation. That's another thing. Sometimes when we feel guilty, we feel like, oh, I owe this person a huge explanation when really you don't. You could do it by just being very pleasant like, oh, I would love to get together for drinks. That sounds amazing. Let's do it on this date instead. And the person would have no idea that you're trying to like have some space for the weekend to take care of things. So there's a way of approaching it. There's a way to set boundaries. Of course, in the moment, if someone is doing something that is harmful to you, do not hold back, be rude and say no. Another way to practice selffulness is by engaging in regular self-care activity. Now, I just mentioned a facial. I did not know that getting a facial would be my self-care act. And I realized, you know what? Once a month will not break the bank. I could do this once a month. It's relaxing. It's also good for me. And that is something that I look forward to. So whatever it is that it's just a time for self-care, but the whole act, I know that I'm taking care of myself. Another thing is yoga class. I love a good hot yoga class or even playing pickleball or anything like that. There's so many things. Going to a wine bar and taking a book and reading it. And this can be as simple as carving out time each day for activities that replenish and recharge you. Whether I said like it's reading a few chapters of book, taking a walk in nature, indulging in a hobby that you love. These moments of self-indulgence can have a profound impact on our overall well-being. 
also learning to embrace the imperfection and letting go of the need for constant productivity is a key aspect of selfness. This is extremely hard for someone who is a hard worker, a workaholic. Allowing ourselves to take breaks, rest, and relax without guilt is essential for maintaining balance and preventing burnout. It's important to remember that we don't always have to be achieving or doing something to be valuable. Sometimes just being is enough. Moreover, practicing self-compassion is vital to self-fulfillness. Treating ourselves with the same kindness and understanding we extend to others can help us embrace our imperfections and foster a sense of self-acceptance. The other day, I came across a video of Sandra Bullock. It was in an interview. I don't know the whole premise of it, but the snippet that I saw was she clearly said, I love who I am. I love the person that I've become. Yeah, my shortcomings, my imperfections, it's all part of me. I may not be in love with it, but it's a part of me that I love and I appreciate me. And I know that I'm a gift to the world. And when she said that, she didn't say it in a very arrogant, cocky way. You can tell there's a a lot of authenticity into that. That she really embraced herself, that she loved herself. One thing she said, the only people that I care about what they think of me are my kids. And she goes, even that I have to work on. It's okay if they're upset at me or they're not happy with the choices that I've made for them. In the end, I have to be happy with myself and provide happiness for myself. And she goes, and that really allows me to be the actress that I can be, to do the things that I love to do, to be the mother that I love being. It all came from her to be able to, in many ways, octopus her way that she can spread out this love and kindness so much more because she has that much respect and love for herself. I think by acknowledging that we are deserving of love and care, we can cultivate a healthy relationship with ourselves and ultimately enhance our relationships with others. Lastly, incorporating mindfulness in our daily lives can greatly contribute to our practice of self-fulfillness. Taking the time to be fully present in the moment And to tune in to our physical, emotional, and mental state can help us identify our needs and respond to them in a timely manner. Whether that's through prayer, silence, journaling, even yoga, taking a walk outside, that you are intentionally taking time to be present. What is going on right now in my life right now? What are some things I need to look at? What are some things, what are these feelings that I'm having? What is causing me to feel this anxious right now? Why is this relationship making me feel this certain way? What can I do about it? Being mindful also allows us to appreciate small joys, gratitude, experiences that often go unnoticed, adding a sense of fulfillment to our lives. What is an accomplishment that I had this week? What am I proud of? What am I grateful for? By implementing these practical strategies, we can strike a balance between self-prioritization and consideration for others nourishing our own needs while fostering harmonious relationships. Remember, selfless is not selfishness. It's about taking care of yourself first in a healthy and positive way so that we can be our best self and contribute positively to the world around us. As human beings, we are inherently wired to connect with others and derive satisfaction from supporting and nurturing those around us. I mean, it brings us joy. What's the whole point of us being here? To lend a helping hand, 
to offer a listening ear, to provide a shoulder to lean on, such great satisfaction comes from that. However, in our quest to care for others, we often neglect our own well-being, putting their needs above our own. Finding this balance between nurturing others and nurturing ourselves is crucial for our overall fulfillment. Just as the airplane safety demonstrations remind us to put on our own oxygen mask first before assisting others, we must prioritize our own self-care to be able to effectively support others. When we neglect our own needs, we risk burning out, becoming resentful, or losing touch with ourselves. But how do we strike this balance? It starts with setting healthy boundaries and clearly communicating our limitations. We need to recognize that it's okay to say no when we feel overwhelmed or stretched too thin. Establishing boundaries, we create space for both ourselves and others. Ensuring that we are having the energy and capacity to give wholeheartedly what we choose to do so. Think of it right now. What are things that you can do right now to take time for yourself? Engage in activities that recharge you, replenish you, hobbies, interests, self-care rituals. These actions help cultivate a healthy sense of self and strengthen our ability to support others in a meaningful way. We all want to help people. At least that's the goal, right? We want to help. We want to leave the world in a better place than when we first arrived. How can we do that if we don't start with ourselves first? Embracing selfless is the key to unlocking a more authentic, fulfilling life. By understanding the difference between selfless and selfishness, prioritizing our needs and practice selfless in everyday life, you can find the balance between nurturing others and nurturing yourself. It's time to unapologetically prioritize our needs and desires, taking the first step towards a more balanced and self-fulfilled life. As you incorporate these practices into your daily routine, remember the words of Eleanor Brown, who said, self-care is not selfish. You cannot serve from an empty vessel. So fill your vessel with selfless and watch as your life becomes truly remarkable. I hope that you enjoyed this mindset episode. It was a great reminder for myself. I have the self-planner that I love to use in the beginning of the day, especially on Sundays, where I can set a time automatically, unapologetically for myself, time for myself, time to where I can grow and learn, assess, reassess, and it's finding balance. And I'm an extrovert. I love being around other people, but then I also need to make sure that I take time to fill my vessel. And as a reminder, take care of your physical health, moving around. That includes eating a balanced diet, getting enough sleep engaging in regular exercises. These are really helpful habits that can boost your energy levels as well. And your mood, not just your energy, but your mood and your overall well-being. You know, set boundaries, learning to say no to things that don't serve you and make time for activities and people that bring you a lot of joy and fulfillment. Practice mindfulness. Take time to be present in the moment and focus on your thoughts and feelings without judgment. Whether that's through prayer, silence, journaling, this can help reduce stress and increase self-awareness. Pursue hobbies and interests. Make time for activities that you enjoy, that make you feel fulfilled. Whether that's reading, painting, playing sports, connect with others. We're not created to be alone. Building positive relationships with friends and family can help reduce stress and increase feelings of happiness and fulfillment. Putting yourself first is not a selfish act. 
Rather, it is a selfful act that allows you to take care of yourself so that you can show up as the best version of yourself for those around you. Remember that taking care of yourself is not something that you should be done at the expense of others, but rather in harmony with the people and activities that bring joy and fulfillment in your life. <music> 